0: Creative
1: Babble. So, John, it's been several months since we have had an update episode on the Kossable Wallace and Kossable Baldock case, and a lot has happened. I mean, shocking things have happened since our last episode.
0: Yeah, because I don't know at this point if there is anything that would be considered that shocking with these constables, because it just seems like, you know, anything goes. But yeah, you were right. I was not expecting what happened to happen in this case.
1: And we're going to get into that later in the show. Last time we checked in on these guys, they were found guilty by a federal jury for violating people's civil rights and possession of methamphetamines with intent to distribute. So these guys were facing a lot of prison time. But we didn't want to make an update episode until the sentencing. And we're going to have that update at the end of the episode. You're not okay. From the creators of Twisted and Pretend, this is Criminal Contact Season 2, an investigative podcast about rogue constables in Pulaski County, Kentucky.
0: Yeah, so let's kind of, let's talk about what has happened since the last episode aired. Yeah, a lot
1: has happened because they were both awaiting sentencing for, for different things too, because both these constables had conspiracy of violating people's rights charges and the possession of methamphetamine charge. But Constable Gary Baldock also had an extra charge, which was attempted murder on a federal agent so remember gary baldock got into a gunfight with the fbi when they came to arrest him and both gary baldock and the fbi agent were injured in that firefight
0: And if you remember, Gary Baldock at the time and what his defense has kind of been through his lawyer is that they didn't properly identify themselves. They didn't tell him they were law enforcement or the FBI. And so he was merely defending himself. So that was the posture he was taking, even going into this uh, federal trial where they were being charged with these various conspiracy charges.
1: And that could have been the end for Gary Baldock, but he survived that incident. And both him and Constable Wallace were sent to Grayson County Detention Center to await their sentencing.
0: Yeah. And also, while this was going on, there were civil lawsuits that were filed against these constables. So, John, tell me about this lawsuit. What was it about? Yeah. So there are several pending civil lawsuits against the constables. And one of them was claiming that Wallace and Baldock, they had a search warrant for seizing marijuana, but they didn't find any marijuana. And then they went ahead and just took the plaintiff's personal property and money from him.
1: So a classic story of Constable Baldock and Wally coming in and, and seizing things,
0: right? Right. So this is just kind of consistent with everything people have been claiming. And this is a case that was brought forward. However, but with this. In this case, what ended up happening is that the, the uh, defense, the constable's lawyers, were able to produce a 53-minute video. That refuted everything this guy was saying. Ooh. And so it it made him look foolish and they end up having to drop the case immediately. I mean, this happened back in March of 2021. But at, at this point, Wally looked pretty good. Baldock looked good because there's all these accusations that are right in line with what everybody else was saying. Yet it turned out to be completely fabricated.
1: Yeah, that's the thing about These cases, a lot of it is he said, he said, or he said, she said. But now Constable Wallace's attorney is showing video that completely counters a lot of those accusations, possibly casting doubt on a lot of the other accusations that that have been made about these constables, right?
0: Yeah. So they, I mean, they got a pretty big break here with this one case being dismissed.
1: But Constable Wallace's legal problems aren't over. There are still several civil lawsuits out there against them that are still ongoing.
0: As soon as the constables were convicted, their lawyers were out in front of the media talking about how there was new evidence that they could bring forth that would result in new trials for Baldock and Wallace.
1: And so it sounds to me like Wally and his defense team is not going to give
0: up. They're fighting like hell, right? And so after this case was over, one of the things they did is they talked about what this evidence was. And, and it's it was pretty confusing to what they were saying. So, what they're saying is they think that this meth actually came from the wrong case. It came from another case. So, the, the methamphetamines got mixed up. So, the evidence that they were using in this case isn't the correct methamphetamines. And so, they should throw out the conviction.
1: What you're saying, it almost makes it sound like methamphetamine has DNA where you could trace the meth from one case to another, Right.
0: Right, I think they were trying to say that you know with scientific testing they could trace it back to the batch and that these two uh, sets of meth would not come from the same batch and that would be able to prove that it wasn't the the right batch that was used as evidence, but you know the prosecution argued that the the scientific tests simply are not sophisticated enough to be able to determine you know whether two samples of meth are coming from the same location or not. So
1: really, that effort to start a new trial was a bust
0: yeah i mean the the federal judge denied wally's request for a new trial but you know the science just doesn't stand up to what they were claiming it could do
1: So, John, an interesting update since we last did our episodes. Remember that alien tattoo with the big UFO that said, fuck Wally, fuck the police? Right. We thought it was Wally's brother. That's right. Everybody kept telling me that it was Wally's brother. And when I spoke to Wally's brother, he said, no, that's not my tattoo, but I know the guy. Well, the, the guy surfaced after we did our episodes. His name is Willie Wilson. And he wrote to me and he said that... He had a classic Wally coming in, busting in and planting drug story. He says that Wally came into his house. The guy, Willie and his girlfriend were naked in the shower and he pulls his naked girlfriend into the bedroom and drops a bag of meth, allegedly. And he says that he's going to take his Mustang, his truck, his four motorcycles that his dad left him just before he died. I mean, this is like a classic classic Wally story and and it makes you wonder i mean he must have pissed him off enough for him to get a tattoo
0: right regardless of what the what the truth is here what the actual circumstances of what went on inside this house is another example of Wally invading someone's residence something happened and then most likely he's leaving with some property of this individual so john when we come back
1: We're going to talk about that shocking information that happened just a couple months ago, and we're going to talk about the actual sentencing to see how much time these constables are going to serve in prison.
0: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.
1: So, John, it's not over for Constable Baldock. That trial that happened earlier, that was for Constable Baldock and for Wallace on the drug charge and the civil rights violations, right? But Constable Baldock had a whole new trial that was coming up, and that was for the firefight that he had with the FBI agent. He had attempted murder charges. So, what what happened with
0: that trial? Right, so he was supposed to go to trial in July of 2021 on the attempted murder of the FBI agent. And then ultimately in August 13th of 2021, Gary Baldock, he agreed to plead guilty to attempted murder of the FBI agent. And this is a quite an about face because he had been claiming self-defense and that they hadn't properly identified themselves. So with all this going on, there's been no constable for District 5.
1: There hasn't been a constable this whole time since Wally got arrested. And I actually had the opportunity to talk to the only candidate that I know of that's actually running for Constable Wallace's old seat. And his name is Chris Polk. He goes by Doc.
2: Third generation in my family of law enforcement. I come from a very long, huge Irish Catholic line of of people in law enforcement, my family, everything from a state trooper to police office to federal agents. Can I tell you a quick little story about yeah, something? Yeah, go for it. My grandfather, who had been retired as a state trooper and, and worked, he was he taught ethics at uh, the State Police Academy after he retired as a police chief. And he said, I want you to know something. He says, you see that badge on your, on your chest? He said, you see that service weapon on your side? And he said, that's not power. The power is what comes out of your mouth and how you conduct yourself as a police officer and an ethical police officer. Just because you have a badge does not make you the law. You represent it, but you are not the law.
1: Unlike Michael Wallace and Gary Baldock, Chris Polk is an experienced law enforcement officer. He's retired now, but at the peak of his career, he worked his way up all the way to assistant chief. Chris Polk tells me that if he becomes constable, he'll take a different approach than his predecessor.
2: You can't be a criminal to try to arrest criminals.
1: In fact, he's working on a draft of a code of conduct for future constables in Pulaski County.
2: I have spent the last two years rewriting a constable bylaw.
1: He wants to create more oversight, with constables reporting under the authority of the sheriff's office. So if someone has a complaint against a constable, there's a proper chain of command.
0: Yeah, I mean, it sounds like from your interview that this guy, Chris Polk, I mean, he's got a ton of law enforcement experience and kind of taking it back to what it used to be. And just filling the constable role and not looking to be, you know, Miami Vice right, to play or anything. Cop. right? You know,
1: when I was talking with Chris Polk, he said
0: that the issue
1: with the constable is just like any other elected official, is that people need to vote. We've seen the state legislature attempt to curb the power of the constable and fail. But we've also seen elected officials enable Wally and some of these constables.
0: The judges are the ones who allow them to have uh, lights and cruisers. But what
1: Chris Polk is saying is that ultimately the voters need to show up because he says that historically there have been record low turnout in some of these elections. And if the voters don't show up, you get what you get. So John, I want to talk about this shocking news that we keep talking about that happened 10 days after Gary Baldock pled guilty to the attempted murder charge.
2: Coming up on 708, and a former Pulaski County constable charged with the attempted murder of an FBI agent has died. Gary Baldock was in the Grayson County Detention Center. Baldock was found unresponsive yesterday. He and another constable- Yeah, this
0: Lewis, this kind of really it. caught me off guard because at this time, Gary Baldock was only 56 years old. On August 23rd of 2021, just 10 days after Gary Baldock had pled guilty to attempted murder of a federal agent, the corrections officers at his facility found him deceased in his cell that morning. And that was, Truly shocking,
1: because no one saw that coming. You know, at first, when we posted the news of his death on social media, on Facebook and Twitter, the theories were running rampant. I mean, people thought maybe there was foul play. People thought that there was suicide. Everyone had a theory.
0: Yeah. Now, he was only 56 at the time, but Baldock had been in the emergency room the week prior, and he had been dealing with a number of health issues based on the initial assessment of the medical examiner it appears that baldock died of natural causes they had talked that there would be an autopsy but we have not gotten anything for as far as an official autopsy on uh on gary baldock's death at this point what are your what are your thoughts on on what happened to him
1: you know at first uh, i was with everyone else i was running through a bunch of conspiracy theories but at the end of the day put yourself in his shoes here you got a guy that's not very healthy. The world is just crashing down around him. I would be under an incredible amount of stress. I don't know what his cause of death was at the end of the day, but I wouldn't be surprised if the circumstances, I mean, th- that all had to have some sort of a play into the, all this, right?
0: Right. I mean, he had pre-existing health conditions. His health has, had been deteriorating while he was in jail. He was in isolation at the time for his own protection. He certainly was not doing well. And then he had just recently realized that with this guilty plea, he's not getting out of prison for a very long time. And he may not ever get out of prison based on his age and health. And I, I've, that, that stress had to have contributed to his early death. I talked to Wallace's wife,
1: Stacy. Oh, you did? Actually, yeah. As soon as the podcast was over, she messaged me on Facebook and she wrote, Your podcast has really disappointed me. How unsighted it was and maybe all you need to do is some research on things that really happened instead of going on what a person said that might have a grudge against someone. People's lives matter lies will come out and i just hope that you are all man enough to admit it one day but then again i guess the truth doesn't sell but my god is able to bring everything to light in his time and so we had an exchange that night She definitely had strong feelings about our reporting and she's sticking with Wally. She's saying that a lot of the things that, that have been said against him are lies. I said, I would really love to talk to you. And she said, maybe one day because there's still a lot going on with the trial and sentencing. So she said she wouldn't talk to me until all of it was over. And granted, there's still some civil cases still pending, but the sentencing was on October 18th, only days prior to this recording. So I reached out to Constable Wallace's wife, Stacy Wallace, to see if she would want to talk to us for this episode, and I still have not heard back from her.
0: So like Javier said, on October 18th, a federal judge ended up sentencing Constable Michael Wallace to 11 years and eight months in federal prison. And based on federal sentencing guidelines, he's required to serve a minimum 85% of that sentence.
1: So you know, when the news came out about Wally getting sentenced for 11 plus years in federal prison, some people thought that that was too much time and some people thought. Hey, that's way too little time for all the lives that he ruined. Because he was potentially uh, facing twenty years, right, John?
0: Yeah, to me, I feel like that means the judge may have gotten it right. When you've got people on both, you know, both sides saying one saying too little and one saying it's too much, that may, he might that might be about the right sentence for him. Yeah. But one thing's for sure. I mean, if
1: Wally's plans were to become sheriff, you know, because he thought he was going to beat this thing. He was going to fight this thing and that the people loved him because he was cleaning the streets. And he already had signs printed for Wally for sheriff. He had plans, but those plans have sailed. There's a, a new election for a new sheriff this year. And by the time Wally comes out, who knows how relevant he'll be. So John, this is the last episode for season 2. There there are other things that are going to happen with this case and if you're interested in that, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Criminal Con and we'll have plenty of updates. But tell me, what what's next? What's next for Criminal Conduct?
0: Yeah, well, I'll tell you. We're we're digging into and looking at a number of cases for season 3 and we're also still working and actively digging into season one which was the death of michelle o'connell and the murder of eli washtock there are a lot of unresolved aspects to both of those cases we continue to do interviews and talk to people and as things continue to unfold there you know there's a possibility we could do a follow-up episode
1: That case still haunts me till today. I mean, there was so much that we uncovered, but still so many questions left unanswered. But if you still want more while you're waiting for season three, I suggest you should listen to our other shows. I have a show called Pretend, and it's about people pretending to be someone else. I talk to con artists, their victims. It's all about deception. And John Taylor has a show too. What's it called?
0: Right, yeah. So when I'm not working on criminal conduct, I'm working on Twisted, and that's where I unravel the intricacies of true crime through analysis and interviews. I love how you just say intricacies, and it just like I know, because that is like that's a, your toughest word. I could never say <laughs> that word. Intricacies. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like. <laughs> All
1: right. Well, that's it for season two. Stay tuned for season three. We'll be back soon. Stay subscribed to this feed because we'll have more coming soon. Bury the body, bury the body. body. New Year's Day, I said I'd be a warrior. i lift off and go my way.